Welcome back to another episode of DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we discuss the DC films one minute at a time. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Ralph Atanasia. You can find me on Cake Boss, the television program. And uh, if you're at my apartment, you'd find me here right now. Mm. And I would be worried. <laughs> I would be severely freaked out. You can also find Ralph on the Sensual Podcast channel, where his voice is ever so soothing for your bedtime needs. That was good. That was really good. I have to check out the Sensual Podcast channel. <laughs> Hang on, let me go create That's it real exactly quick. exactly what it's called. <laughs> um, today, uh, we are discussing minute number 109 of Man of Steel, and uh, this minute's going to start out with... Uh, Zod inserting his command key into the scout ship terminal, and uh, it's going to end with um, all these fighter jets approaching the Black Zero. So we're getting into some some pretty good action. It's getting there. This is some buildup, I think. All right? Uh, yeah. A, a, su- a surprisingly flat moment for Zod, who normally is pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah, really just kind of just. But it's also it's also really cool because it's the first time we've seen these two characters, Jor El and General Zod, together uh, since the beginning of the film when he killed them. So spoilers. They haven't seen each other for what minute? We got one oh nine. Do the math. Uh, Ninety right. minutes. Nate. Yeah. Nate, did you just warn that that was a spoiler? Yeah, I did. It was kind of like a. Do you? <laughs> do you think there's someone who has? listened to just this episode of this podcast and no others before watching this movie you know i wouldn't be surprised but uh <laughs> hey <laughs> someone is like hey man i've known people that completely skip the first like 20 minutes of this movie and they're like yeah no i don't care about that it's like oh uh all right you're weird what is uh mike always uses the line if it's been out for more than a year it's free range you can spoil something. Yes, but in this case, it doesn't matter because the spoiler that I was talking about happened within the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I know, but still. <laughs> Either way. Anyways, General Zod, got, oh, General Zod killed Jor-El, Kal-El's father. Now Jor-El's here as a hologram. Spoilers. <laughs> I know, right? You thought I was bad. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Snape kills guy. Dumbledore. And so what happens is um, General Zod assumes command of the scout ship that Kal-El kind of turned into the Fortress of Solitude, um, reactivating the Genesis Chambers so that they can be used once Krypton is made great again by the World Engine. Mm-hmm. And uh, General Jor-El, God, I'm getting these names confused all the time. Jor-El um, is trying to stop him or trying to persuade him to, to not do anything. Um, and I do like the line that General Zod kind of has for Jor-El where he's like, haven't given up lecturing me um, even after death, like mm-hmm. even in death, you still do it. So I, I, I like that idea that when they used to be kind of buddies or when they used to kind of have like, uh, I don't know, friendly rivalry, it was more of like that than it was an actual animosity towards each other. Yeah. That Jor-El was sure. always lecturing him often. And I kind of like that idea. I want more of that in some sort of backstory or something. I think it was more of like Zod would take the more 
meathead militaristic mentality whereas Jor-El was like hey man these are the consequences of those actions you shouldn't do this you should do this and then science 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 and then also did you know I created a Rondor beast you didn't do that yeah so kind of sounds something familiar today but I won't get into that um <laughs> but yeah it was it was really cool to see some some Jor-El General Zod dialogue to me at least I enjoyed it <laughs> yeah I mean it's not the end we still get more Oh, yeah, much more. Um, do you guys have any thoughts, though, before I continue going on with what happens in this minute? No, no not for that part. Okay. I think that's it. Um, yeah. yeah, I really like... I don't think it's in this minute. I think it's. I don't even think it's in tomorrow's minute. I think it's in a minute later on where they continue their conversation. But that's... We'll get there. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Move on. Yeah. So, General... So, Jor-El says, like, you know, I won't let you use the codex like this. And General Zod says, you don't have the power to stop me. The command key I've entered is revoking your authority. The ship is under the ship is now under my control, uh, which is basically just, I don't know. Are we, at this point, supposed to feel like, oh, man, like, what's going to happen to Jor-El? I don't know. Like, what, also, yeah. wouldn't you revoke a guy's authority, like, when he died? Why would you wait until now? <laughs> it's just true. Yeah. <laughs> He's been dead for some time, hasn't he? Like, I don't want to say decades, but decades? Uh, it's all relative. To us, it would be 33 years. To Kryptonians, I don't know because yeah. they travel through space. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, time is irrelevant. Still. Yeah. But yeah, decades. Long time. Enough for Zod to get gray hair. That could have been because he was in Carbonite or whatever. Feyor didn't get gray hair. She's too beautiful to have gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> or have gray hair, and I don't know. Do it. That's still attractive, no matter what. Um, so, yeah. So that's just some exposition between jo- General Zod and Jor-El. Gonna keep messing up their names. And then we cut to Superman, who's just now engaging the World Engine. So the World Engine um, kind of has like these particulates that it's like pumping out into the atmosphere. It's, like, it's these dark clouds and stuff. And um, I think it depowers Superman. Because he has trouble flying and he falls through it and you know, mean, he's struggling yeah. to fly. And that's what Lois Lane said. You don't remember that? Come well, on. The... Yeah, and he and he coughs a little bit, which is the universal sign of uh, having a heart. Attack. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Absolutely. Um, well, she said that he'd be weaker. She said the uh, gravity, uh, though. Uh oh, maybe she was referring to the gravity. But, I don't know. I think like the atmosphere itself what? is changed. No, she didn't say the gravity. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. It was that there's making it Earth more like Krypton, and then she left. You know, won't you not be able to breathe? Do I don't know. That yeah, was any number of minutes ago. Oh, because because if he's a Krypton man on Krypton, then he's just a man man. Mm-hmm. But if he's a Krypton man on Earth, he's a Superman. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that is the logic. That's um. amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I mean, she saw the effects of that when they first got onto the Black Zero, when he was like, oh, you're adapting to our environment. And then she's like, oh, let me, I'm a smart lady, and I'm independent. I can put two and two together. You know, and she figured it out. So I think that around the world engine, just the air itself, is probably changing the atmosphere. So it's like, oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, these are all yeah, like and needles then, and rocks in my lungs. Woof, that sounds terrible. Ooh. Maybe that's what Kryptonians breathe, yeah. just needles and rocks. They said it's a harsh environment. Harsh is uh And that's yeah. why their TVs look like that. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kryptonian technology is 
like fucko bazoo in this movie, you guys. It is crazy balls. <laughs> it really is. And it's also technology that's there supposed is... to be old, but at the same time, it's like futuristic. Trust me, there's a film called Star Wars that's supposed to be old, but it's new, and it doesn't make sense either. So. I don't know anything about that. I don't know what that franchise is. I was, I was going to pretend I had never heard about Star Wars, but I'm going to take the opposite tack here, and you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah. I apologize. No, it's okay. I love Star Wars. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know the, the particulars, they kind of depower him. He's struggling. Um, and then the world engine decides to do something. Hang uh, on. Wait. I gotta, I gotta point something out. I'm What's sorry. Pointing right before the world engine does something crazy. Do something crazy. Who's that? Asher Roth? That's Asher Roth. Um, when Cal is flying and he's coughing and he, like, you know, fixes himself after he. I don't. Does he fly, like, away out of the out of the gross clouds that are, like, messing him up? Are you laughing over there? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. All right. So he flies out of the out of the clouds and he, like, does a little scoop up. Do I have it with me? No, I don't have it with me. I wrote down at 38 seconds. This is an all-star Superman shot. Yeah. There's a cover to all-star Superman. And it's also, I think, the fucking cover to the animated movie as well, where he's, like, flying that underneath with his arms stretched out and, like, a big bright sun behind him. But in this time, it's a big old bright gravity beam. But, yeah, I thought it was really cool. And I've never noticed that, you know, again, one of those things that you notice when you're going minute by minute. But, um... Yeah, cool. So there's your yeah, all-star yeah, I mean, Superman. I mean, like, Zack Snyder does that a lot. With, like, certain shots kind of reflect <clears throat> certain classic scenes or panels and panel. stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. So, yeah, this is this is one of them. I thought it was cool. So, now, I don't, I don't understand Kryptonian technology. I don't pretend to. But they have that, like, crazy pin art thing that they use for their uh, TVs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's, like, all the metal rods, whatever. Like, the thing you put your face in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then the the tentacle, the Doc Ock tentacle that comes out of the back of the ship seems to be made out of the same stuff. Why would you make anything out of anything but that? I th- I f- what do you mean? Like, why isn't the ship itself made out of Liquid Geo? Yeah, yeah, like, why would you need any other technology other than that? I don't, I feel like... If it can make... Yeah. We've been thinking that a lot of stuff is made out of what they call Liquid Geo, which is... To us, like some sort of it's metallic, smart rock. metal, yeah, yeah, that they, you know, bends to their will. Um, I think most things are made out of it. Like, <clears throat> the ships are made out of it in some way, right? I, I think the ships are made out of, like, the same sort of m- metal, metallic structure, but they might not have, like, the... Um, the, the 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 liquid I guess aspect to them, and now I'm starting to think what makes it uh, move in such ways. Is it like electrical synapses that kind of like do that and form it in itself? Because if that is the case, then obviously everything that's normally metal shouldn't have just I guess electricity running through it. You know what I mean? So it just stays as a solid yeah. structure. Mm-hmm. But you'd also you wouldn't you'd need almost no other technology at that. Point. You wouldn't. And then that's and then it kind of like makes the um, the command keys obsolete as well. Well, those we are made out of those oh, yeah, turned they into. Were, it was a, yeah, the, it was liquid geo and it hardened into the key. So, do you think they have like a big old manufacturing plan of just a big old pot of liquid geo and it just three D prints everything? That's out what for that them? thing was. It like opened that thing and it was like just just. And I need giant tentacle pool. arms. It was a pool of liquid geo. Yeah, and it just like, hey. 
tentacles. Let's do it. <laughs> it's like, which I have a lot of questions right. about, but you know, I. And then, you know, like, the factory itself would also be made of that same, you know, liquid, you know, it would just be the same thing. Like, whatever work you needed done there could be done by this completely all-purpose material technology. Yeah. Like, so, like, yeah. imagine if, like, you're eating dinner and, like, mm-hmm. your one silverware could... What am I eating? Uh, <laughs> you're eating You're eating just chicken breast, broccoli, side of rice. But okay. so your silverware can shape into a spoon or then a fork or then a knife. And then like maybe you need two forks, maybe you need a knife and a spoon. Like two forks? Spo- you need two forks? Well, like, you know, you have more than one, right? But like at least it could change shape. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Or maybe turn it into chopsticks. I don't know, man. Krypton, the entire planet's one big liquid geo. There you go. So, I mean, that. Can or... we get a Ricola Kryptonian? I tell you what, it wouldn't have, wouldn't have blown up. Oh, that's true. Huh. Hmm. Would have just knit itself back together. What if that was mm. a possibility for them? Next time, Krypton. Yeah. What if they were like, hey, I wonder if like one of jor reasoning was like, hey, maybe we should just make our own liquid geo planet. Like Cybertron? Oh, crap. Yeah, that, well, all right. So maybe they did come across that thought process and someone did bring up Cybertron and then jor was like, nope, bad idea. <laughs> Are you saying... That the Kryptonians inadvertently created Cybertron? That could be a thing. That is probably a thing. They went to go create their own liquid geoplanet, and it went rogue and turned into Cybertron. And I'm saying, based on based on the Kryptonian armor, uh, God, I wish Prometheus had never come out, <laughs> because I was going to say that they were the... Uh, Engineers. The pilots from the beginning of... Yeah. That would have been cool. From the beginning of Alien. I didn't mind Prometheus. I like it. It's a good one. Sorry. I'm about it. <laughs> but then again, I also like this film, so that probably says a lot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so why does the world engine have tentacles? What, what's going on here? I wrote down, I'm not entirely sure if this is the world engine's normal defense system or if it does actually have a mind of its own where it was like, there's a thing flying around, I need tentacles. Yeah, it's acting as if it's self-aware, knows Superman is an enemy, how, don't know, he flew in, it was just like, hey, I don't like you, I'm gonna activate my tentacle things. You think it was doing the same thing to like birds and like pelicans and stuff that would fly by it? Because it's in the Indian Ocean, there's gotta be some sort of something. It flew by it, it's like, bah, 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 duck hunt, but with... Like... Like it's an automatic thing, like yeah. I'm thinking, like a like a horse tail, <laughs> just, you know, like flies are, are just buzzing around it, and it's not really thinking. It's just like flies got it's it, just Whip. like a horse tail. There you go. That's yeah. I think so. I think it's like it's a security system. You remember the uh, the the security bots on the scout ship? Yeah. With it, yeah. They had tentacles. They, they had like, like a geo, like whips and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. had electrical whips. Um, there was a... <laughs> Is that just Kryptonians? They have guns and stuff like that, so they couldn't have just mounted a giant laser to the top of this world engine. They were like, hey, we have guns, and we also have tentacle whips. Those are our only two weapons that we can have. Well, there is a there is a history with Superman and and this tentacle beast. Thing. Mechanical beast? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to touch on that yeah. tomorrow, but... Oh, you want... You got something to say? No, say well, it. Well... Okay, so I'll talk about this film that was being made that had Nicolas Cage uh, slated to be Superman, and it's called Superman Lives. So this film was in production, and John Peters wanted... Uh, he had 
three things for the film, you know, like doesn't fly. Um, I think lose yeah, the, suit. the suit and then has to fight a giant spider. Uh, and those were like with the top three things because spiders are one of the vicious, most vicious killers in the animal kingdom was his reasoning. Uh, but he had this idea that it would, you know, Superman would fight this big bad creature with a lot of arms and it would just be Superman fighting things with a lot of arms. Uh, and then so Kevin Smith wrote it and he wrote it as a Thanagarian snare beast was what it was called. Um, you know, from the world of Hawk Girl and Hawkman. Thanagar. There yes. you go. Um, so is this that? Is this like, oh, they finally put that in the film? Probably. Is that like the producers kind of like, well, they finally get Superman fighting a bunch of armed tentacle limb things you said the same thing about them putting the polar bears in it. yeah they so. did put the polar bears in this film too so so yeah probably it makes the, sense that's my thoughts on that it but. makes sense wow <laughs> <laughs> a lot of information i'm good job <laughs> <laughs> i don't even i don't even know where to go from there it's kind of true i mean like if it's it's almost like I was gonna. I'll, it's just like a classic Superman villain. It's something with like these giant mechanical arms. It's a big robot. It's got no soul, so he can do whatever he want to it. This is just like one of those things. World engines do have souls, okay? Do they now? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> You're on, guys. Can we not get political, please? <laughs> world all, engine advocate group. All world engine lives matter. Yeah, God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and that's it. That's all I have for this minute. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm good. yeah, I think that's, I think that's and it. And you're going to touch on the World Engine thing tomorrow, is that what you said? Like, get some more information on the history of Superman fighting robots and stuff? No. Should I have? Well, there's a book about it, right? What do you mean? There's a lot of books with Superman fighting okay, robots. We'll <laughs> Alrighty, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Leave us a great review. Don't forget to check out Rememorex. And oh yeah, you want to talk about it? No, yeah. Be sure to check out the Kickstarter for Rememorex, the tabletop role-playing game of uh, 1980s suburban horror. If you like, uh, like Stephen King and Steven Spielberg and all that stuff, uh, it's gonna be right up your alley. Awesome. Sounds good. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.